every so often throughout the course of history, patriots rise up at a time of need for truth and freedom. These people are called disciples of liberty for their undying love of freedom. The call has been sounded. Will you answer that call or sit back and let freedom die away? Unifying patriots everywhere against the evil trying to destroy America's freedom. You're listening to the Disciples of Liberty Radio Show on the America Out Loud Network. Now here's your host, Tim Alders. All right, folks, you gotta love it. Welcome to the Disciples of Liberty. What do you gotta love? You gotta love it when the mainstream media is up in arms. I don't know how many of you heard. We, like the Disciples of Liberty, we don't like who's currently sitting in the White House. But in a statement to Politico, uh, retired Army Major General Joe Arbuckle, he is a part of a group... um, that wrote an open letter to uh, the president. They are called Flag Officers for America. You have to go to their website, flagofficers4america.com. And this is what he said to political. Retired generals and admirals normally do not engage in political actions, but the situation facing in our nation today is dire. And we must speak out in order to be faithful to our oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. He said we are facing threats greater than at any other time since our nation was founded. Aside from China, many of these threats flow directly from policy positions and actions of our own government. It is critical that the threats to our national security be brought to the attention of the American people, and that is the main purpose of the letter. To remain silent would be a dereliction of duty. Now, I respect these admirals, these brigadier generals, these people that have been retired who still respect their oath of office. And I'm going to ask, where are the current military people respecting their oath. And I'll give you some names and contact information at some point in the show so you can get with them and tell them. Now, this is the open letter. I'm going to read it word for word. It's an open letter from retired generals and admirals. Our nation is in deep peril. We are in a fight for our survival as constitutional republic like no other time since our founding in 1776. The conflict is between supporters of socialism and Marxism versus supporters of constitutional freedom and liberty. During the 2020 elections, the open letter from senior military leaders was signed by 317 retired generals and admirals, and it said the 2020 elections could be the most important elections since our country was founded. With the Democrat Party welcoming socialism and Marxists, Our historic way of life is at stake. Unfortunately, that statement's truth was quickly revealed, beginning with the election process itself. 
without fair and honest elections that accurately reflect the will of the people, our constitutional republic is lost. Election integrity demands ensuring there is one legal vote cast and counted per citizen. Legal votes are identified by state legislatures approved controls using government IDs, verified signatures, and etc. Today, many are calling such common sense controls racist in an attempt to avoid having fair and honest elections. Using racial terms to suppress proof of eligibility in itself is a tyrannical intimidation tactic. Additionally, the rule of law must be enforced in our election process to ensure integrity. The FBI and Supreme Court must act swiftly when election irregularities are surfaced and not ignore them as was done in 2020. Finally, H.R. 1 and S. 1, if passed, would destroy election fairness and allow Democrats to forever remain in power, violating our Constitution and ending our representative republic. Aside from election, the current administration has launched a full-blown assault on our constitutional rights in a dictatorial manner, bypassing the Congress with more than 50 executive orders quickly signed, many reversing the previous administration's effective policies and regulations. Moreover, population control actions such as excessive lockdowns, schools, and business closures, and most alarming, censorship of written and verbal expressions are the direct assault on our fundamental rights. We must support and hold accountable politicians who will act to counter socialism, Marxism, and progressivism, support our constitutional republic, and insist on fiscally responsible governing while focusing on all Americans, especially the middle class, not special interests or extremist groups which are used to divide us into warring factions. Additionally, national security issues and actions, open borders jeopardize national security by increasing human trafficking, drug cartels, terrorist entry, health, COVID-19 dangers, and humanitarian crisis. Illegals are flooding our country, bringing high economic costs, crime, lowering wages, and illegal votings in some states. We must reestablish border controls and continue building the wall while supporting our dedicated border control personnel. Sovereign nations must have controlled borders. China is the greatest external threat to America, establishing cooperative relations with the Chinese Communist Party emboldens them to continue progress towards world domination, militarily, economically, politically, and technology. We must impose more sanctions and restrictions to impede their world domination goal and protect American interests. The free flow of information is critical to the security of our republic, as illustrated by freedom of speech and press beginning in the First Amendment of our Constitution. Censoring speech and expression, distorting speech, spreading disinformation by government officials, private entities, and the media is a method to suppress the free flow of information. A tyrannical technique used in closed society. We must counter this on all fronts, beginning with removing Section 230, Protection from Big Tech. Re-engaging in the flawed Iran nuclear deal would result in Iran acquiring nuclear weapons along with the means to deliver them, thereby upsetting Mideast peace initiatives and aiding a terrorist nation 
whose slogan and goals include debt to America and debt to Israel. We must resist the new China-Iran agreement and not support the Iran nuclear deal. In addition, continued with the Mideast peace initiatives, the Abraham Accords, and support for Israel. Stopping the Keystone Pipeline eliminates our recently established energy independence and causing us to be energy dependent on nations not friendly to us while eliminating valuable U.S. jobs. We must open the Keystone Pipeline and regain our energy independence for national security and economic reasons. Using the U.S. military as political pawns with thousands of troops deployed around the U.S. Capitol building. These are just some of the things in the open letter. And mainstream media is furious. And I'm loving it. This is what is happening in our nation today. But it's sad that only retired members of our U.S. military are are recognizing this severe threat. We need to get uh, our current ones honoring their oath of office. We need to make sure that we hold accountable the government of our United States of America, folks, because nobody else is going to hold our uh, government accountable. We have to make sure that uh, our sheriffs, our police, are honoring their oaths of office, along with our politicians. Unfortunately, Washington's lost, and we're in trouble. Uh, We are in severe trouble. So they have been attacked. These flag officers for America have been attacked by mainstream media. So they made a press release. And in their press release, and on the website, you need to go to their website, flag officers for, and that's the number for America.com, because you have an opportunity to sign that letter. And I want to get millions to sign that letter. But their press release said, hey, Retired generals and admirals normally do not engage in political actions. But retired officers have signed an open letter based on their oath to support and defend the Constitution of the U.S. against enemies, foreign and domestic. The letter states our nation is in deep peril, more than any other time since our country was founded. They state our constitutional republic is under tremendous assault, coming from those believing in socialism and Marxism. This is the total opposite of the freedoms, liberty, and bill of rights that form the basis of our Constitution and our traditional values. The purpose of their open letter was to ask citizens to look carefully at what is happening to our nation and to take swift action, getting involved at the local, state, and national levels to elect and hold accountable political representatives who will act to save America and our constitutional republic. The open letter identifies China as one of the greatest threats. If you remember, we did a show on China. They are increasing their military. They are becoming the world's largest economic power. They are um, terrifying these former military generals because we're just sitting there letting it happen. They're saying our greatest threat to survival as a constitutional republic, the greatest threat is the socialist and Marxist in our own government today. And their oath is supposed to protect the Constitution 
from domestic threats. These threats also include an open border, a compromised election process lacking verification of voters to ensure one vote per citizen, executive order mandates bypassing the legislative process. The rule of law is now non-existent in many cities, anarchy encouraged and law enforcement diminished. Freedom of speech is under assault by censorship and distortion by Mark Zuckerberg and the other people who own the big tech industries in this nation. They are using tyrannical intimidation tactics since silencing differing views. Race and gender are being used politically to divide us into warring factions. The flag officers also state that election integrity requires government IDs and verified signatures. Today, many are calling such common-sense controls racist. How do you want our elections to be handled? Do you want them fair and honest? We need IDs to drive. We need IDs at liquor stores. The government wants IDs for everything except elections. Why does Democrats not want fair elections? Well, then they can't steal the White House like they have. Our open border, we have drugs, we have sex trafficking, we have terrorists crossing our borders and jeopardizing our national security. They object to using the U.S. military as political pawns with thousands of troops deployed around the American Capitol building. They warn all Americans that politically correct policies like the divisive critical race theory harms military cohesion degrades our readiness to fight, and is creating a major national security issue. They urge all citizens to work with local officials to ensure the right of all citizens are protected and that the education of our youth emphasizes our historic values and constitutional principles. So you have to ask yourself, folks, what is it you want? What is it you want our elections, and how do you want our elections to be handled? Do you want them fair? Do you want them free? Do you want them to verify that people are legal to vote in this country? Because, folks, that are the exact things that the government don't want. And I'll tell you, most mainstream media, newspapers, um, TV, are upset at these flag officers for America because they're speaking directly to the people they used to command. But I ask myself, where are the current military people in this nation and why aren't they honoring their oath of office? So who are these current leaders of our Department of Defense? The Secretary of Defense oversees the Defense Department and acts as the principal defense policymaker and advisor. Currently, it is Lloyd J. Austin III. He's the 28th Secretary of Defense, and he was sworn in on January 22nd, 2021, a graduate of the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, and he served 41 years in uniform. Serving as the Deputy Secretary of Defense is Kathleen H. Hicks. Um, Kathleen H. Hicks is the 35th Deputy Secretary of Defense, sworn in on February 9th, 2021. She served as Senior Vice President and Director of the International Security Programs at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. She served in varying leadership roles within the Department of Defense, not even a former military person. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Army General Mark A. Milley. Um, 
Before becoming the 20th chairman of the Joint Chief of Staffs, Army General Mark Miley served as Chief of Staff of the Army. He has held multiple staff and command positions, including serving as the Commanding General of the International Security Assistance Force Joint Command and Deputy Commanding General of U.S. Forces in Afghanistan. He's a native from Massachusetts, graduated from Princeton in 1980, where he received his commission from the Army ROTC. So he went to a liberal school and got a liberal uh, education and is Obama's new uh, chief of staff. Vice chairman of the chief of staff is Air Force General John uh, Heishen. Um, he was sworn in as 11th vice chairman um, on November 21st, 2019. He graduated from Harvard, another liberal school. He had a degree in engineering and applied sciences and was commissioned as second lieutenant in the Air Force. Um, this is the problem, and you need to go to www.defense.gov, and there is a contact us bottom uh, filled on the bottom, and we need to inundate them and ask them why they are not uh, honoring their oath of office. I'm looking for a phone number, and what is interesting, I'm not even see, seeing... Um, a phone number to contact them. Uh, it gives you their names and it gives you who to write to and the address. Uh, so we need to write to these people. On there, there is the Office of the Secretary of Defense. It is um, 1000 Defense Pentagon, Washington, D.C., 20301. Grab a pen. That is 1000 Defense Pentagon, Washington, D.C., 2031. That is for the Secretary of Defense. We need to hold these people accountable. What are these people doing? Why aren't they honoring their oaths of office? I am terrified of what is going on in our nation today. We have appointed leaders that don't honor an oath of office. They don't work for the Constitution anymore. They work for a political party. And these are Biden's pawns. These are the people that are threatening our nations today. So these former military commanders, I salute you. And I thank you so much for your service. And I thank you for standing up and fighting for our constitutional republic. I thank you for pointing out how Democrats are the biggest threat to our nation today. And this is the problem. We, as disciples of liberty, are right there with you. We recognize who the biggest threat to our nation is. We know it is the politicians. Yet, so many people believe that it's not the politicians. They want to blame conservatives. They want to blame people who love the Constitution. They want to blame people who believe in family, uh, people who are religious. That is who is under attack in our nation. What are we going to do? How are we going to um, protect and defend our Constitution, folks? I don't get it. I don't know why more of us aren't outraged about what is happening in our nation today. America Out Loud exists solely for the purpose. And you have to understand, I met Malcolm 
Oh, probably back in 2010 when Malcolm was doing the Out Loud Minute on many um, radio stations throughout the nation. And he would talk about freedom and liberty. So I started having on him on my show. And then his show, um, Malcolm Out Loud, was on the station here in Utah and other places. And Malcolm created America Out Loud to be a voice of sanity in this nation, to give people the opportunity to speak about the things that are troubling us without the restrictions. And he's faced obstacles with um, Facebook and with Twitter and with Instagram, with them trying to shut down the America Out Loud message. But he has fought through it, and he has uh, defended this nation uh, like no other. And he has recruited other voices. And the other voices you hear on America Out Loud are important because they're passionate about the Constitution. They're passionate about gun rights. They're passionate about the freedom of speech and the freedom of religion. They're passionate about pro-life. They're passionate about your health. So if the Disciples of Liberty isn't the show for you, if you're not passionate about the Constitution, but you're passionate about one of the other topics I listed, then you need to find the host that matches your passions. But this is also the problem that we're facing in America today is, is conservatives are one-topic uh, issue people. They, they, they latch on to a topic and they fight that topic. They go to the speeches about that topic. They go to the rallies about that topic. Uh, but if it isn't concerning that, uh, concerning that topic, they do not get involved. You have to be involved in everything. All of our Bill of Rights are important. And when I say the Bill of Rights, I'm talking about the original 10 Bill of Rights. Uh, what came after the original 10 were not needed, not necessary. If they were going to add things, they should have added the other of the 139 that the Anti-Federalists wanted in this nation. Because, folks, whether you believe it or not, it doesn't matter to me. The truth is our nation is under attack from within. Former military people get it. And I wish they would rise up. I wish current military leaders would not be such political pawns and they would actually honor their oath and do what's necessary to... Uh, protect and defend the Constitution of these United States of America. You will hear advertisers between segments of this show. These advertisers are important to keep America out loud on the air. If you have a product that you sell on Amazon or you have a product that is uh, USA-based and a small business that you do, and you want to advertise, please contact liberty at americaoutloud.com. If there's a topic you would like me to cover, I will cover it. Just email Tim Alders, that's A-A-L-D-E-R-S, at live.com. A good place to start learning about the Constitution of the United States of America and where your liberties come from is the book I just released and published, Origins of Liberty. You can find it on the bookshelf at America Out Loud. Share these shows. Share these topics, folks. We are counting on you to become true disciples of liberty like missionaries, 
teach religion throughout the world, you need to teach the Constitution. You need to embrace the Constitution. You need to be the embodiment of liberty to your friends and family and on social media. Share the shows you hear on America Out Loud. It is important that the message gets out there. Folks, God bless you for being here and joining us in this message. On the second half, we'll be talking taxes, and I'll see you on the flip side. Is a record player the best way to listen to music? Of course not. So why are you still taking vitamins that haven't been upgraded since the 1930s? Even if your vitamins aren't hard to swallow, it's time to upgrade to Healthy Cells pill-free, patent-pending microgel supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. They taste great, convenient on the go, and they're more natural too, without chemical binders, fillers, and coatings. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. The cancel culture is determined to destroy our history, bringing violence and terror to city streets. America Out Loud will enhance its own message of love and honor for the American traditions and constitutional values that have always been the backbone of what America means. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. America Out Loud Talk Radio liberty and justice for all all right welcome back to the disciples of liberty hope you are having a fantastic day today i know i am we just talked about the military, the uh, flags uh, for America, uh, flag generals for America, how they wrote the open letter to Biden. But now we're going to talk taxes because there's a point in every discussion that a conservative has with a liberal, especially a millennial, and they bring up non-payers, Americans who pay no income taxes. Most Americans believe they pay income tax. But the truth is 60% of Americans pay no taxes. And I'm going to explain how that is. Someone's going to tell you, well, they may not pay income taxes, but they do pay other taxes. That's probably true. If they work, they do pay payroll taxes. If they smoke, tobacco tax. If they drive, they pay federal gas tax. If they buy imported products, they pay import tariffs. They pay sales tax. There's taxes for everything. But let's not forget that federal fiscal policy in Washington is a two-way street. Washington collects tax revenues in order to spend it to benefit people. And to one extent or another, um, most people in America get some kind of benefit from government, even if you don't perceive it as a benefit. 
But if we're going to talk about how much people pay in taxes, it is fair to do a full fiscal accounting. And the Tax Foundation uh, has done that in different years. Uh, The Congressional Budget Office gives another piece of evidence on how restrictive the federal fiscal system has become in a publication they did in 2008 and 2009 called The Distribution of Household Income and Federal Taxes. They provide their estimates of how much the average household in each quintile, that's um, uh, payment category, uh, wage category, is pays in total to federal taxes compared to the total amount of federal transfer income they receive. Now, transfer income is help from the government, uh, food stamps, uh, money they get back at the end of the year. So you might pay $10 in taxes, as an example, and get 200 back. That's receiving more in transfer fees than you actually pay. There is a tax side and there is a transfer side to their charts. And it's really interesting because if you look at this chart, uh, the lowest tax bracket, 15000 and under, pay approximately $200 in taxes. Yet, they receive 8500 in some type of federal help. In the second uh, wage thing, 28700 and under, they pay 2900 in taxes, but they get back 14700 in transfer taxes, federal help, assistance, different things. Uh, what they call the middle class, the 48900 and below, they pay 7200 and they get back 15004 It doesn't level out to where you get less back in government than what you pay, Till you hit the fourth wage, where the fourth wage is 79900 where those people pay 14100 in taxes, but they only get 13900 back. And then the highest, 212800 and above, they pay upwards of 30000 and they get back 10000 now, people are going to argue. People don't like to hear truths. Remember, this is what the Disciples of Liberty back. The total tax burden for households in the middle was less than half of what they received in transfer income. In other words, they received $2.14 in benefits from the government for every dollar they paid. It's always surprising to me to see that these households and these people uh, are essentially getting back more than what they pay in taxes. Were you to include the value of other spending, it's clear that uh, most households in America are net beneficiaries of government. That's why the fact that taxes cover only 60 cents of every dollar the government spends. We're going 40 cents in the hole in 2008 for everything. The ratios of federal taxes and benefits received is for every dollar that the people 15000 and lower pay, they get 4250 back. For 28700 they get $5.07. And as I said, the middle gets $2.14, where the people 79009 up to 200 only get 99 cents back. They're making less money back, less benefit back on the taxes they pay than uh, what they give out. And the 212000 you know, the rich that all these um, uh, millennials hate, 
they only get 21 cents back for every dollar they pay. That is insane. Um, Remember when uh, Mitt Romney from Utah, when he was running for president, said 47% um, of the people pay nothing? Well, he wasn't wrong at that point, and I hate to say he wasn't wrong, but 60% of Americans really pay nothing. Um, Government transfers are described on page 24 of the Congressional Budget Office reports on cash payments from Social Security, unemployment insurance, and other things, temporary assistance for needy families, uh, aid to families with dependent children, veterans programs, workers' compensation, state and local government assistance programs. Uh, They also include values of in-kind benefits, such as supplemental nutrition assistance program, food food stamps, uh, school lunches, breakfast, housing assistance, energy assistance, and benefits provided by Medicare and Medicaid, and children's health insurance. Uh, These are the things that um, Americans don't pay any attention to. Because, folks, we don't want to pay attention to uh, what we don't want to hear in America today, right? That is the problem with what's going on in America today. We have to uh, realize, and everybody says, eat the rich, right? Let's, let's make the rich pay their fair share. Well, when PJ, PJ Media first came out, they were looking for places, and I used to interview lots of people like Bill Whittle, and he did an amazing video in 2011, and I fast-forward it to part of it, but I want you to hear this video and listen to exactly his comments on Eat the Rich, because it really explained a lot to me at that point. Now, speaking of heartless multimillionaires, the mendacious Michigan manatee of malevolence, Michael Moore himself, appeared on the steps of the state capitol in Madison and said this. America is not broke. Not by a long shot. The country is awash in wealth and cash. It's just that it's not in your hands. It has been transferred in the greatest heist in history from the workers and consumers to the banks and the portfolios of the uber-rich. Look, put aside the hypocrisy of a multimillionaire who made his millions attacking capitalism, a man known to hire the cheapest non-union labor available and treat them as badly as anyone in the business. Put all 450 pounds of that oliginous, quivering hypocrisy off to one side, or at least as far from the center as it'll fit, and ask yourself if Michael Moore is correct. Are we, in fact, broke as a nation? Or is there a national resource, namely the wealthy, that have locked up all the money? Well, many of us on the right know that the left only wins when they can find one isolated sob story and sell that. Statistics, that is to say data, that is to say evidence, is usually fatal to the liberal worldview. And noted gearhead, hot rodder, statistical expert, and super genius, that would be my friend Iowa Hawk, took a few minutes out of a busy day of gapping spark plugs and did some basic research and tried to figure out how to actually pay for the $3.7 trillion that Barack Obama and the Congress plan to spend in 2011. That's $10 billion a day, folks. Now, witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational Iowa hawk. We've got a year to pay for. Let's start at 12.01 a.m. January 1st. Look, the only thing more evil than a rich person in the eyes of leftists is a rich corporation. Let's take 
the two most evil of them all, ExxonMobil and Walmart. Forget high taxes. Let's just take every penny of their combined 2010 global profits. That's $34 billion. Spending all of their money gets us from midnight on January 1st until 9.52 a.m. on January 4th. Okay, not as impressive as we hoped. So now let's take every single penny of profit, every penny from the other 498 fat cat companies on the Fortune 500, all of it. That's $357 billion. That gets us to 2 a.m. on February 9th. Okay, look, we've taken every dime of profit from the big companies and it's only Super Bowl time, so why don't we grab the obscene corporate advertising? That's $250 million, which will run the country for 36 minutes, but why stop there? Let's take all of the ad money on all 45 Super Bowls. That's $5 billion. That gets us to 2 p.m. on the same day, February 9th. Look, it's obvious that we can't do this just on the backs of corporations. So if we're going to soak the rich, let's start with the obscene sports salaries. Let's take all of the salaries from the NFL, the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, not their endorsement deals, just their salaries. Throw in all of the winnings on the PGA Tour and the money spent with those redneck, knuckle-dracking NASCAR fans as well. That's $9.4 billion, which gets us to well, 1 p.m. on the next day, February 10th. Okay, look, forget athletes. I mean, take all their money, but it's obviously not enough. Let's get to the rich. Let's take 100% of every penny that anyone makes above $250,000. I can hardly wait. Let's see. Uh, the number of U.S. households is uh, 116 million. The percentage of households above 250K in income, I think that's 1.93%. So the number of households above 250K of income is 2,238,800 households. The total income of those households in excess of $250,000 is $1.412 trillion. Now we're talking. Let's eat the rich. Let's take everything everyone makes in America above $250,000, which gets us from February 10th all the way to, oh, damn it, 6 p.m. on July 2nd. Well, look, obviously, we're going to have to cut some spending. I know. Why don't we just stop paying for the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan? That's where the money for health care goes, after all, right? Into wars for oil? Not another dime for them. Let's just bring them all home right now. That would save us $105 billion in Afghanistan and $159 billion in Iraq for a total of $264 billion. That's enough savings to cover us until 4 p.m. on July 29th. Hey, that's blockbuster season. We need the money, so screw you, Star Wars. We're going to take every penny in movies, toys, lunchboxes, etc., the whole shebang, $25 billion. That'll knock us all the way down to 4 p.m. on August 1st. Look, God knows that Hollywood has been good to the left, but they're no longer useful idiots. They're just idiots now. So let's evict everyone in Beverly Hills and sell their homes at current market value. 15,000 homes at $2 million per gets us another $30 billion, paying the bills through... 4 p.m. on August 4th. Now, this isn't working. Michael Moore assured us that there's plenty of money out there and that it's all tied up in the rich. So, guess what? Liberal billionaires Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, tough luck for you. 100 billion between you, they accidentally fall down the stairs at a public sector union rally, let's say. And through the inheritance tax, we keep 50% of their loot. That's another $50 billion. That gets us all the way to 4 p.m. on August 9th. All right, look. Let's get serious here. There are 398 more billionaires in America, according to the latest Forbes 400, with a combined total net worth of $1.29 trillion. A few hundred more accidents, let's say, a 50% death tax, kill them all, 
and take their estate tax. That's another $650 billion. That ain't hay. That gets us to 4 p.m. on October 13th. Still not there. All right, look, let's forget this namby-pamby 50% nonsense. Kill all the billionaires and take all of their money, all of it. Take everything and take everything from the next hundred or so of the almost billionaires too. That gets us another 73 days until, hey, 4 p.m. on December 25th. Christmas, everybody, almost there. See how easy this is? Now remember, this money is for America's poor, so in the spirit of Christmas, let's get rid of all that foreign aid. That saves us $50 billion, getting us to 4 p.m. on December 30th. So near and yet so far. We've still got a day and change to pay for, to cover the remaining 12.5 billion, we're unfortunately gonna have to hit every single man, woman, and child in America for $40 each to pay for that final 32 hours, which gets us to 12 a.m. January 1st, 2012. Happy New Year, everybody. And what happens next? You see, we've taken all of the profits, all of the salaries, all of the assets, all of the expenses and revenues and holdings of the rich, and we've liquidated them. President Obama, meanwhile, is proposing we spend another $3.6 trillion in 2012. 1,000 billion of that is more than we take in. And that assumes $2.6 trillion in revenues, but revenues from what? We've destroyed the private capital. We've destroyed advertising revenues. We've destroyed professional sports. We've taken every penny that people have to put into new businesses to pay for things. It's all gone. We ate the rich. We ate everything they had. And we scraped through for one year. Now what? Now what, folks? What are we going to do? So next time you sit down with somebody who voted for Biden, I don't know if you sit down with them often. I, I do have uh, some friends that uh, unfortunately don't understand basic economics, and they believe that uh, the rich can supplement everything that uh, the poor does. The rich already pay 40% in taxes. So what I'm saying is, next time you sit down with somebody who voted for Biden, ask to see their purse or wallet. They're going to ask you why. Just say, I'm just curious how much you have. And if they have cash, take 40% of it. And they're going to throw a tizzy. But that's what the rich pay currently, 40% of their income. Now, uh, People are going to say, well, that's just nuts. You can't just take uh, everything uh, from poor people. You know, poor people pay their fair share. Ask them, how much do you pay? And actually pay, because most people don't actually pay anything. They loan the government money throughout the year with their child tax credits, with their... um, stimulus checks with everything else they get back, the benefits in housing or whatever it may be, they end up on the positive side of the money. They get more back from government than they pay. And if you ask them how much the rich pays, they're going to say nothing. Now, there are corporations who get away and hold money off seas. That's because we charge corporations so much money they don't want to bring their money back. Folks, America's in a serious problem, as the former military admirals and generals said. We are attacking American citizens. We have a domestic threat in our nation today, but what are we going to do about it? Are we going to stand up and defend liberty and our Constitution, or are we going to sit back and hope somebody else does it? Because when you wait for somebody else to do it, 
folks. It's not going to get done. Uh, the FBI said they are going to start a new round of uh, trying to research those who were in Washington on January 6th. They want to destroy um, conservatives in this nation. And we can't allow this to happen in our country, folks. We just can't. We can't continue to allow people to get away with attacking conservatives, people of faith, people of family. We just can't do it. They don't want conservatives to ever have a say in government anymore. That's tyranny. We have tyranny in our nation. Mark Zuckerberg is tyranny. The owners of Instagram and that are tyranny. This is a serious issue facing America today. I'm just going to wrap up the show with some of the headline news out there. It's really funny because a parent in Virginia. Oh, I did want to go over one more thing about taxes. Uh, it's interesting to me when you look at taxes and you look at um, states and uh, what states get uh, the most money back. It's, it's typically the states that are... Um, the, the states that are ran by Democrats. You got Connecticut, Columbia, New York, Massachusetts, Nevada, California, Illinois. They get the most money and the most tax benefits from our government. Uh, that's sad, huh? They, they don't pay, but they get to get the money from government. Uh, yet people don't do this. So uh, Elizabeth Perrin uh, was on Fox, and she was saying, uh, she was talking to a school board over graphic books, you know, this critical race theory that we have in America today. And I found what she was saying uh, entertaining to me and very factual. So here we go. And CRT, we don't want your political advertisement to divide our children or belittle them. Listen to that. Outraged parents in Virginia fighting back against critical race theory in Loudoun County Public Schools, calling for an all-out ban on the curriculum. Joining me now to react to Loudoun County parents, Elizabeth Perrin and Joe Mobley. Thanks to the two of you for being here. I mean, look, just to start off, the lunacy of CRT is really underscored when you have a black woman destroying it like she just did in that video. But Elizabeth, your experience when you spoke out against CRT was, was pretty rough. Tell us about it. I didn't speak out against CRT. I spoke out against a specific board member who then turned around and put me on a blacklist um, that was going to find out where we worked, find out where we lived, and um, share with our neighbors that we were racist, just simply because we disagreed with one school board member and that we um, wanted our own schools open five days a week for the mental health of our children. Joe, what's been your experience with that school board? Uh, just about the same. I haven't made it onto any list yet, but I'm I'm waiting any day. I, I just haven't made the cut. There's this thing down there, Loudoun County, called an equity library. Joe, what can you tell me about it? 
Um, it's it's just like it sounds. It's pretty despicable. And I'm glad you brought it up because that's exactly what we spoke out against uh, at our most recent meeting. Um, they have books that are supposed to be teaching equity. Uh, but what they're really teaching, you know, it's language that we can't say here, uh, but very sexually explicit stuff, um, stuff that if any children in the classrooms, which is very likely, have experienced sexual trauma, it would put them back into that place and really stuff that kids shouldn't be reading that came in under the auspice of COVID and uh, not following the procurement procedures. Elizabeth, here are the school board members up for recall. They are on the screen so the viewer can see those names. Do you think the recall will ultimately be successful or are there enough parents out there who want kids taught this way? I believe the recall will absolutely be successful. We had over three dozen volunteers on Saturday. We gained 1,500 signatures in one um, six-hour period. So I know that people are out there. People want to see these people recalled. They're tired of having this agenda um, placed on our children, and they can't. You know, my question is, how do these people even get elected in the first place? Our school boards are ran by some of the most liberal uh, people in in the world. And and school boards are elected in most places, but these uh, elected officials are uh, sponsored and the um, teachers unions and the school unions go out there and they find people to be on these school boards. And we're starting to see it across the country more uh, unrest and people fighting back against school boards. And of course, they're labeled racist or uh, white supremacist or haters. But here was a black woman uh, taking down uh, critical race theory. Uh, more black people in America are waking up to the fact that Democrats aren't uh, benefiting them. They, 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 they believe that uh, still um, their jobs are, are, were better under Trump, that uh, they're, they're giving conservatives a chance. So we need to really take back the elections in uh, 2022. We need to take back the House and the Senate. And we need to do exactly what they did. We need to impeach Biden. Biden and Kamala have violated their oath of office. Speaking about us being a democracy, socialism, they violated Section 5, 7311. I've mentioned it before about our nation and the things that are going on in the world today. We can't allow it. Um, Biden refuses to say if he was aware that uh, the colonial pipeline paid a hacker's ransom. Uh, You know, the CDC has came out and said that uh, masks, they're going to ease mask requirements for fully vaccinated cruise passengers. This cruise passport, this vaccine passport to go on cruises is insane. I'll never cruise again. I love cruising. I, I love taking vacations. But we have to be able to, to live our lives, folks. There's going to be uh, pandemic after pandemic. We play with government uh, plays with strains of flu. They're always trying to weaponize different viruses. These man-made viruses, this threat to America that we are facing, uh, technically comes from governments throughout the world. And just because COVID vaccine's out there and people don't want to take it, they shouldn't be restricted because they can't force us to do things. 
forcing us to wear a mask was insane. Closing businesses was insane. And this is in the headlines almost every day that, hey, Americans need to bow down to the CDC and get vaccine passports. I'll tell you what, the person out there who can um, basically forge vaccine passports, we'll make a website and we'll sell these and we will make a fortune because we are having major issues in America today with vaccine shaming. Uh, You know, whatever happened to your body, your choice with Democrats, they want to force you to wear masks. They want to force you to get vaccines. The only thing they don't really want to force you is if you want to murder a baby inside your body. This is the insane world we live in today, folks. And, And I say insane world because it is. We live in this crazy world where Democrats are so hypocritical, yet we don't do anything. Uh, We have Democrats out there saying the Second Amendment is useless, um, that fragile men are drawn to guns. Uh, Samantha Bee in the media has gone out and said, only weak-minded people cling to guns. Uh, This is insane. Uh, We have... uh, 150 anti-Trump Republican people throughout the country threatening to leave the Republican Party if uh, America does not return to founding American principles. They do not understand founding American principles. Leave. Go to the party you belong in and take Mitt Romney with you and John Curtis with you from Utah because you are truly Democrats and you are socialists. You don't understand America's founding principles. I get so tired of people talking about uh, founding principles in our country and they, they equate it to Trump and they hate on Trump for um, benefiting our nation and standing up. It is crazy. Um, and it's a lot is led by uh, Representative Liz Cheney. She was just ousted from GOP leadership. And there are, like I said, approximately 150 Republicans throughout the country that have this strong grip over the GOP, have signed a letter threatening to leave. Leave. Uh, they call their statement of principles a call for the American renewal. Uh, they out, uh, unveiled it on Thursday. They said it has 13 principles to guide the rebirth of America, folks. Uh, these, these people don't understand we don't need a rebirth. We just need these politicians to honor uh, their oath of office and to do the things that they have promised to do to win their election in these Republican states. Uh, This is the issue we have, folks. We have politicians who have no respect for the Constitution. We have politicians who say they're conservative, yet they're some of the most liberal people in our nation that uh, we face. And this is going to be a continuing problem if we, as Americans, don't step up. Are you willing to step up, stand up, and defend the Constitution? This is what being a disciple of liberty calls. And these are the steps you need to take. First, learn and understand the Constitution. 
read the anti-federalist papers. Learn who the anti-federalists were. Because if you're a disciple of liberty and you're a conservative, you're truly an anti-federalist. You don't want a strong central government and a king in the White House. Next, you got to follow the Enlightenment period. You need to follow the, the, the steps that the founders took to decide what natural law was and come up with the same uh, path of thought, the, the same thought process that the founders had in trying to establish freedom. These are the John Locks and the Blackstones. These people, you got to read their books. So you can talk logically and factually with liberals. And don't get into arguments. Liberals will always try to attack you and turn everything into a fight. We don't want to fight with liberals. We want to educate and walk away because we might reach some. But especially our children in school today, we need to stand up and combat what teachers are teaching them. We need to stand up and fight for the Constitution, folks. Because nobody else is going to fight for the Constitution if you don't do it. After you've read what the founders, who the founders studied and the actual documents, read their writings. The letters of Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, Abigail Adams, uh, Dolly Madison, uh, James Madison, uh, Sherman. Sherman is one of the, the best anti-federalists that was out there. Patrick Henry. Read and you will learn on every topic of the Constitution and have combat, uh, a, a way to combat liberal stupidity in the nation today. Like I always tell you, and it's so important, and this is why I try to beat it into your head, share these shows, share this message, uh, get involved with America Out Loud, be a supporter of America Out Loud, folks. We need this. We need your help. If there's something you want to talk about, or if I've reached you and touched you, sometimes we feel we do this for no reason. We're not reaching anybody. Please email me, timalders at live.com, or reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram. I need to hear that what we're doing is working, folks, because some days we just don't see it, and we need your help. Listen, I love the Constitution. I love you for being here. God bless and take care.